Parsha's Vayeshev, Tov Shin Pei Aleph, an amazing podcast. Let's get started. The first vort is one that I heard from Rabbi Kalis. I said it over in the voice note. We see at the end of the Parsha that the Sarah Mashkim was freed. Yosef's like, you're going free. And not only that, but you're going to be with Paro. You're going to be back in your post in three days. But then there's an interesting Lashon used in the Parsha. It says... Why are you going to be freed? Kiim zichartani. If you remember me, at that time that you remember me, that's why you're being freed. Yosef's telling the Sarah Mashkim, you're not just going free to go free and have a good time. You have a tafkid, you have a purpose. You're there to tell Paro about me and to remind Paro that you have Yosef in jail and you got him out. What's the message for us? We all have to have this idea on our minds. What are we doing here for? Rabbi Kalos was talking about how it's on Hanukkah, we say, This is a very tough year. How can we say, Because it's Bizman right now for us. Why are we still here? Why is it, what's our purpose here? We have to learn from Yosef that it's Kim Zichartani. He's telling Saramachim, you have a purpose, and so do each one of us. As I look at my Godot picture of Moshe Feinstein, let's go to some. Divrei Torah from Rav Moshe, courtesy of Kol Ram. We start with a great question that Rav Moshe asked on the beginning of the parsha. It says, "Yosef ben Sheva Shana haya He was the shepherd for his brother's flock. The question is, why is that being mentioned? It seems very unnecessary. Says Rav Moshe Feinstein, a beautiful answer. He says, "We're going to see the next Yipsukim. Yosef has dreams, and he talks about how he's going to be the leader, and he talks about how it's his. He's going to be. Everyone's going to bow down to him." Says Ramosha, why does it say this? The Torah wants to make sure we know that Yosef had no God. These dreams, they were all just from Hashem. He was being humble. He was saying, Mamish, what it is. He needed to tell them what it was. But it was not out of Gaiva at all. It was complete Anava. And that's how we see that he was a shepherd. He didn't need to be the shepherd as the youngest. The older, older, older brother should have done it. But it shows he was a Balanav. The second one is, why only after the second dream they get very mad? Says the first dream, okay, they're not so happy. But then after the second dream, they get much more upset. <laughs> Says Ramosha, the first dream about the wheat, that's just a gashmius dick, that's just a gashmius dick, a dream. Okay, you might have more money than us. The brothers were holy people, they were the Shvatim. The shift they caught. What is it? They didn't care about the gashmius. But what ha- What did they care about? The Ruchnius. It was only after the dream of the stars, where it was a dream of Ruchnius, it was leadership, it was, it was in the heavens. That's what really got them, where they realized that Yosef was going to have the Ruchniyastika head over them, which got them very upset. And a third, if Yosef knew it was going to be bad, Yaakov was sending him to his brothers, and you could tell, almost like a horror story. Yaakov says, go to your brothers to check up on them. Yosef knows they don't like him, and he knows it's going to be trouble. So the answer is, uh, sorry, the a question is, Kibin Aveim is not Dochet to be killed. So Yaakov, Yosef was going to go to his brothers to get killed for Kibbutz Avim. It's not a, it's not one of the big three. He should have said no. He shouldn't have went. Says Ramosha. He knew the prophets, the, the Yaakov had a promise from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that his offspring wouldn't be killed as long as he didn't sin. And Yaakov didn't sin. And Yosef couldn't be choshesh. He couldn't think, oh, maybe Yaakov sinned. So he went in knowing he couldn't be killed because Yaakov, there's no way his father sinned. Aye. Uh, so what happened? So then Yosef. He knew he was going to suffer. Maybe he wasn't going to die, but he was going to have Yisurim. So what does Ramosha learn from this? 
that Yisurim, we have to even go to Yisurim. It's Docha Kibravayim. It's sorry, Kibravayim is Docha Yisurim. That even for suffering, you're going to suffer. You still have to fulfill your father's word. Yeah, you still have to go if it just meant suffering for his father. Let's go through some of my own Divrei Torah quickly. Rapid fire. Here we go. We see the place was set up for failure in Shechem. It said it's a makom. Rashi says it's a makom muchan lepranios. Not a good place to be. We see the word S in the Torah has dots over it. And Rashi says that we want to get rid of it. Get rid of it from the parasha. Why? Because the brothers weren't really going for the right reasons. They were really going to pasture their, their own selves. They wanted to eat. They wanted to do things for, for taivas, whatever that means. They didn't really want to go pasture their father's flock. Another one we see is that Yosef's coming to the brothers before he even gets there. It says, Before he even gets there, the brothers already said, let's kill him. They didn't even give him a chance. Another Torah, Torah they throw him in a pit, and then what happens? Let's eat. I don't know if that's a question of our Torah, but I think it's a message. Sometimes we totally miss it. They just threw their brother, and they have no mercy that they literally throw him in the pit, and then they say, let's eat. We should have some Rachmanas. Think about what you do. We see Mida, Kenegan Mida, in this week's Parsha. Yehuda is disgraced with the young goat because he disgraced his father with the young goat by lying to him about Yosef. We see by Tamar and Yehuda that Tamar shows us the source for not embarrassing someone in public that it's better to be killed. Something we should think about before we embarrass our friends. We see that Yosef let the power get to him and then he was given another challenge. What happened? Yosef was, was happy with the... We see through him took him that he was... He was happy in, in Potiphar. He was getting all the good things in Potiphar's house. And then all of a sudden, Hashem throws him a challenge. Rashi makes it clear that why was it? It's because he got complacent. He was happy with what was going on. And then it says that Hashem threw a line at him. That was Ish Potiphar. We can't get too complacent with where we are at. Even to lie next to her, he wouldn't do. What does that mean? The puzzle says specifically that Yosef wouldn't even lie next to Ish's Potiphar. We have to make a darb and everything. This is a very clear gather. Obviously, it's not a good idea to lie next to Ish's But for us, in our own areas of our lives, we have to make sure that we put up gedarim in everything we do. Madua pnechem ra'im ayom. That's the end of this week's parsha. He's asking why. Why do you look sad? Who's asking to who? It's a great question. If you're still listening to this podcast and you know, tell me. I'm going to find out probably soon. Either way. We see that he said to him, Why are your faces downcast? Yosef to the Saramashim Sarofim. And the answer is, What's the message? We got to smile. We look downcast. It's not good. We have two more here. We say, Yosef is punished for le- relying on the Saramashim. Actually, the last one. Yosef is punished for relying on the Saramashim, not Hashem. Sometimes we all we, we try to, Oh, it's all about my Parnas. I have to work this much time. I have to do this and that and this. And we totally forget about Hashem. We see Yosef was punished. Hopefully we do not fall into the same trap as Yosef did. Throw you a vort from Rav Sandler. He said at the end of the schmooze yesterday, there's a marshal. There's a man standing over another man holding a knife. And you don't know what to do. Is he going to murder him? Or is he about to save his life and do surgery on him? 
He said one of the ways to recognize the difference is, is the knife sterile. If the knife is sterile, then we know most likely that he's about to do surgery on him. It's a bit of an extreme example, but it reminds us of Yosef Atzadik. He's going in the caravan down to Egypt. What are the spices? We sp There's a question on the week's Parsha, which we'll hear in a few seconds, a few minutes, of why, what's the greatness of the spices. But maybe this is it. The spices are a reminder to Yosef, even though this looks bad right now, really it's for the best. The knife is sterile. The spices smell well. Why do the sm spices smell good? To remind Yosef Atzadik, don't worry, Hashem is with you. That is the message of the spices, that Hashem is with him even in these times where it seems a little bit dark. We'll start with a beautiful Dvar Torah from the Chavetz Chaim. We see the Pasuk that Yosef starts out with Potivar. It says, Yosef was going to do his work. The question is, what's going on here? Why is it saying Lasos Melachto? It's clearly a little bit extra. So the Galkut Shimoni brings down a beautiful medrash. Now what does it mean, Lasos Melachto? It means Torah. That Yosef was going to learn Torah, that every time Yosef at Sadiq had time off from his work, he would learn exactly what he learned from his father. He would chazer what he learned, the Torah they learned with his father. And that's the Lazos Malachto. And it's Malachto, it's his work. That he would sit. This was the work that remained forever. Other work, Malachto, was his work. Other than, like, you know, dusting the floors, it wasn't his work. His Lazos Malachto was him doing the work of learning Torah. And what happens? It says, what is, sorry, what does the time say? The Torah emphasizes this for two reasons. The first one is to understand that the Torah is what saved him from sin. The Gemara says in Sota that the Torah protects us from Yisurim and saves us from sin. And this is exactly what happened with Yosef. That he was about to sin and the Torah saved him. And what's another reason? To teach the children, to teach the future generations. To learn from Yosef Atzadik's principles. That what did he do? The only way... The Pasuk says, says a beautiful idea from this. Lasos Malachto, Yosef went to do work. What does that mean he went to do work? So he brings down from the Yagla Shimoni that it meant that he went to learn Torah. That any time he was going, and he wasn't working for Potivar, he was doing his malachto, his work, his learning. He was chazering what happened with Yosef. Why does the Torah emphasize this lasos malachto? Two reasons are given. One, we see that the Torah is what saves him from sin. He was always chazering over what he learned with Yaakov. And then when he was about to come, he was about to sin with Eshes Potivar, the image of Yaakov came in and said, why? Because he was constantly chazering the sugyas that he learned with Yaakov. It was through this. It was through this merit. The Gemara says that Torah protects us from Yisurim and saves us from sin. That's the first reason. What's another reason? We see throughout Yosef's journey that everything Yosef went through, every stage, people liked him. Whether it was Potiphar before this incident, whether it was Paro, whether it was any any point. People are, besides the brothers, obviously. Ya Yaakov, everyone was loving Yosef. The only reason the brothers didn't like him was because of the jealousy. But other than that, he had a chaim. And we see in the Gemara, it says that 
The Torah brings a certain chain, a certain smile, a certain happiness. The more we learn, and not only that, but the more we learn and we chazer and we grow through our Torah, Hashem, people will, Hashem will help people see good on us. So that's the message from Lasso's Walk. Yosef was doing the work of Torah, and that's what brought him to A, save from sin, and B, to have people constantly like him. Now to the questions of this week's Parsha. First, why does Yosef follow right after Esau's family tree? We talk about Esau at the end of last week's Parsha, and we start this week's Parsha with Elal told us Yaakov, Yosef, right after Esau's Parsha. Another question, which comes off that Pasuk, is that they're the offspring of Yaakov, Yosef, and that's it? Elal told us Yaakov, Yosef, where is everyone else? Rashi does touch upon that, but that was a question I had. Is Yosef speaking Lashonar about the brothers? We see in the Pasuk, it says, By Yosef, He's brought evil reports. I don't know. It seems uh, very peculiar. Why did Yosef, being born in Yaakov's old age, being a Bain Zakunim, make him the favorite? Is that why? Kind of seemed like that from the Pasuk, but I don't understand the shaykhis between being a Ben Zakunim and being a favorite son. Rashi says it was a praise that the brothers weren't hypocritical and told Yosef what they thought. And it sounds like it's a good thing, Rashi, but I would think maybe they shouldn't have said, meaning when it says, they weren't able to speak peacefully. It sounds like a, not a good thing, but Rashi sounds like it's a shifcha. It was a, yeah, So I don't understand that. Why is Yosef telling them a dream? And then once he tells them the first dream, tells them a second dream, if he knew that they didn't like the first one. Yosef said, here I am. After Yaakov requests him, he go. Yaakov tells him, go. And he says, Hineinim. Rashi says, oh, it's a Lashon of Anava, but why? It seems like it's out of order. Why is he saying Hineni after he said go? It's like Yaakov. He's, it's like Yaakov saying, Yosef, can you please go to your brothers? And he says, Here I am. But like Yaakov already made the request, so he thought he, I would think he knew that he was there. Why would Yaakov send him if it was clear they hated him? Reuven was trying to save Yosef, so he said, Throw him in a pit. Very interesting. The whole entire, you know, sugya, the entire sukim about these, this story is very interesting. But why would Ruve not do more than tell him to throw him in a pit? Why are they called Minyanite men and traitors? There's a pasuk, and it says that the Midianite men, Bayevru Anashim Midyanim, Schorim. It seems a little uh, extra. Let me know if you think, if it is or not. The praise of the righteous is to get thrown in a pit and sold for spices. Sold? Sorry. The praise, it says the praise of Yosef the Tzaddik, and we'll get into that in one of the vorts, but the praise of the Tzaddik is that Hashem made the spices smell good, but if he was such a Tzaddik, why would Hashem have him go in a bottom of a caravan? It seems like there are probably better ways. It doesn't sound so praiseworthy. 
why so much detail with the spices? We talk about balsam and birthwort. Well, what's going on? They, they, they give so many details of all of the spices. Rashi says the reason for imprisoning the Saramashim and the Tabachim is, is just throwing me off. That's what I wrote. I don't know exactly why they were. Is it because if they did something that was a mistake, does it make sense to, um, to throw them in jail? It's very uh, questionable situation. A couple of more. Why wasn't Yosef killed for Asia's Potiphar? That's a big question. Put that one in the newsletter. Yosef is accused of sleeping with his with Potiphar's wife. I would assume that should be cause for murder. Maybe Hashem had a little siat there, but it seems like a definitely a reason to be killed. Why did Yosef think to be able to interpret dreams? He says, let me hear your dream. I'm a dream interpreter. Now, maybe I thought of an answer, obviously, right away. The obvious answer is, oh, at the beginning of the Parsha. But that was dreams he had. So it was different than what these people's dreams, the Sarat Tabachim, Sarat Mashkim's dreams were. So that was, uh, those are the questions of the week. Ad Khan Lishon.